You are listening to Mike Seminary and Friends, a Q1 Network production. Okay, you all know me well enough that I just love, and I probably have said this way too many times, and you're about ready to turn it off already. I just love interviewing entrepreneurs. And today I've got the pleasure of having a couple that are entrepreneurs, have just a fascinating business, incredible people, and their backgrounds have nothing to do, I don't believe, with what they're doing now. And and they're incredible marketers. I can't remember exactly how we met. I think it might have been their connection to somebody else I had on Mike Seminary and Friends at one time, uh, Jessica Rambo, uh, if you remember that episode. And they're really cool people. Uh, and unlike me, that lives in North Dakota, they're smart. They live in Texas, where it's a little warmer. Uh, well, it's a lot warmer. I think it was probably 70 this morning. And here, I think this morning, it was like 20. And that's actually a beautiful day here. And you're going to just love what you learn from Casey and Igor. They're really, really beautiful folks. So it gives me a great pleasure to welcome to Mike Seminary and friends today, Casey and Igor Tomas from Texas. Good morning. Hey, it's great to see you. How are you guys this morning? Thanks for coming. Thanks for taking time. You're so busy. Thanks for taking time to join me. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. How are you? And what's your name? This is, well, her name's Lachlan, but we all call her Potato. Lachlan. Yeah. She doesn't re- she doesn't listen to that name at all. Oh, but she likes potato or Lachlan. Yeah, potato or Tato. Tato, Tato. Good Tato. morning. It's so good to see you, Tato. She's the it's youngest so of you. uh, four. Does, does my head kind of look like a tater? <laughs> Pretty smooth, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I do too. Thanks. As I ask you questions, I'll, I'll probably. You know, direct one to you individually, and then if you want to, uh, one of you wants to add on to the answer, uh, please feel free to do that. So you, you have this incredible business, Tomaz, and that's T O M A Z, Tomaz yes. Coast to Coast. My first question is going to be this: Why the name Tomaz Coast to Coast? Okay, so really, we were sitting in our like uh, our blow up pool, and we're like, we should have a business name. So we knew we wanted our our last name is Tomas. So we're like, that has to be in it. And we had some weird names. And Igor's from Brazil. I'm from Boston. We thought about moving to Texas, and so we're like, it should be a business that can go from coast to coast. Like we'll serve everyone. Um, and so. I think I just said, well, we should be like Tomas Coast to Coast, and that that stuck. We had brainstormed a little bit, and then I think that name came up, and it was kind of like a zing. <laughs> it was we like okay. a zing, like when it's meant to be, like you get that zing. So yeah, yeah. that's it. We got the butterfly in the stomach, and so you're it's... sitting in the pool, just the two of you, and this is what happens, right? Oh no, we no, had we all the kids. kids. It was. Like our life usually chaotic. <laughs> like the the track we were on was not working, you know, as far as Igor was a police officer, but he worked six days a week, 16 hour shifts. He'd come home, nap and then leave. And if there's no way to have a life. Um, and we found renovating RVs. And that's something that if we kind of gave up a lot, we could have even more in a sense. And so now we work together and, um, and it's been really good, but it's just a totally different life. I mean, everything as a police officer it was like, uh, it was very stressful in bringing the stress home. Uh, it was taking a toll on me, on the family. And I think at that point I decided to kind of like, I don't want my kids to see, this side of me, which is really tough to create that switch that when you go home, you're no longer police officer, you know, you now you're a dad and, and it's, it was getting too busy and too stressful. And my kids were, were 
I don't know. They're not enjoying that. Casey wasn't enjoying that. No, it's hard. <laughs> he spent more time being Officer Tomas than being Papai. So when he came home, he was still, you know, to stay, to literally not get killed, to stay safe, you have to control everything about your environment. When you come home and you have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and a wife, you have no control. And so he would try and implement that when he'd come home. He'd be like, you can't do this. You can't do that. And the hand came out, his, his sergeant hand. Um, and I was like, we need to change something because we're not a husband and wife. It's just you parent for the hour you're here. And don't talk to me if you're like that. <laughs> you know? And, and this is after Igor that. So the, the fellow from Brazil comes to the States speaking no English at the time. And you also served our country in the military and you were deployed. Yes, sir. So thank you, thank you so much. And then you served the folks of Massachusetts as a law enforcement officer while you were doing what, Casey? So I was in school. I went to school to be in law enforcement. I got my master's in Homeland Security. And then um, I had my oldest son and we realized based on our schedules that we would never see each other. Lucas would go, our oldest is Lucas. He'd go to uh, daycare and because of our rotating schedule, one of us wouldn't see him. You know, he would go and Igor was like, I can work like two extra hours and you could stay home. And I had never planned that. My whole path was always to go into law enforcement. And then I had our son and I couldn't, not be with him. And so I stayed home. So I am like a really, I have a lot of degrees and I'm a great stay at home mom. And you at one time thought about law becoming an attorney. Yes. yes. So then that was, well, okay, I could do that. I could, I was just going to bring the kids with me. Um, But you could have more flexibility with like picking the days you work, you know, and I would be, go as a public defender. Um, And I was like, all right, we could do this. And then it became, I was designing the RVs, Igor is building them up. So, so going back a little bit. So in 2019, uh, taking vacations with the kids were getting too expensive. So I said, let's, and I think our neighbor, a front door neighbor. He had a trailer in his front yard. Yeah, that he was selling. And I was like, we should buy it. And she's like, no, that's stupid. Let's just rent it. I was let's like, try first. No. Let's just buy it. And Wait, I, I got to ask you a question. I'm sorry to interrupt. Was it a pop-up trailer or one of the little trailers you put behind you can get right into it? It, it was, was a 33-foot. Yeah. No, 33-footer. Travel trailer. Travel trailer. Hard top with a slide. And so I grew up towing trailers. I grew up with horses, so I don't mind towing it. But we did try a vacation one time. We tried a cruise. And everyone hypes up cruises. You're locked in a room with your children. It's a six by eight room. And when they go to bed, you're stuck in it. Okay. It was a terrible idea. I don't know why. So I'm like, do you remember the cruise? This is a cruise on wheels. And Igor's like, let's just buy it. Let's just buy it. So we bought our first trailer and we took our first vacation to Rhode Island. We just took the way the trailer was. Uh, there was a bunch of water damage on and stuff. Like well, we that. didn't, we didn't know. do anything. Any of it. We're watching YouTube videos on like how to turn on how the to set up the trailer the and propane. <laughs> so uh we we made it back in <laughs> it was the scariest thing in my life. <laughs> we didn't so normally you have sway bars so your trailer doesn't sway. We didn't have that yet. We just had a ball hitch. So yeah. we're going down the highway and there's the Jersey barriers and the trailer is rocking. So um and it was it was a blast, but you know, we, we got to yeah, it rained the whole time. But instead of being in a tent, we had a, like a trailer. So we had a kitchen. They had a bedroom. Um, and the kids, we had three at the time. Yeah. The youngest son, he was three months old, so we could put him on the bed. And the other two were bouncing around, and we could play games. And so uh, we, she saw a couple pictures on Pinterest on like remodel and and do this stuff. And she's like, try it out. So I was like, I I jumped right in. I always had this creative side of me that as a police officer or soldier it's always been suppressed because most of it it's like black and white this is the law this is how we enforced and uh so my outlet at that point was halloween we would go crazy oh my at halloween like i would build props like eight foot tall uh witches houses like people would stop 
in front of a house every single day before before Halloween. And is like, are you done with the, the setup? Like, we want to see it. We want to come and take pictures and stuff like that. My yard, my my garage is losing space from me storing all that stuff. So I was like, you know, let's let's see how that goes. And I start working on remodeling that first RV. And we, as a joke, after we finished, it was like, let's just put out for sale and see how, how much. If anyone we, would buy yeah. it. Yeah. And then within like, what? It was within 20 minutes. I had someone offer to come down and get it. And I was like, Cash. it's sold, it's sold, you know. <laughs> And then we're like, we listed that one for, we put it on rent. So it was on RV share and um, we started renting it out. And then Igor's like, we could get another one. Um, so, so we drove like six hours up the White Mountains. We found another trailer and on our way down, another one popped up on Marketplace. This one was at a motel. And so we got the first one. We dropped it off at our house. We turned around. We went and picked up the other and brought that to our house. And mind you, we lived in like the suburbs. So having three trailers, <laughs> we didn't have enough land for it. But of course, then we gutted those two out and they were gross. It was it was a challenge. But honestly, like taking them apart and, and see how everything is built, how everything works. It was such a great experience. And the, the product we we were able to create it was uh, it was amazing and but we're doing it and we were doing it in the middle of winter so similar to where you are now thawing uh, paint yeah i'm like thawing out the paint cans igor's in a snowsuit trying to build stuff cutting wood in the garage with the door open like and we're like we should go somewhere warmer our neighbors weren't that impressed with all the trailers in our yard um (laughs) so we thought okay let's go south and the Carolinas, sorry, we're just, we're easy to rant, but the Carolinas, they're not really a lot warmer. Um, and so, okay, Florida is a little too humid. I have horses, so we need farmland. Arizona's a desert. I'm like, let's try Texas. So I had wait, a friend. Wait, wait, wait. It, you, <laughs> you've already given me the opportunity to think of probably 15 questions, but I'm going to ask two You got to interrupt us because we could just talk. I'm going to ask two only okay. of them. And you notice I wasn't writing them down. Casey, are you a Boston, Massachusetts area, you know, metro area? I'm a asshole through and through. (laughs) So that's where you're from? That's where my whole family, we're all like selfie people. And were you living in a rural area or in, because I never thought of people in the Boston metro area being horse people. maybe i'm stupid but no no so new england is big horse people um but normally you like you you pay to board your horse somewhere else yeah so we were about 40 minutes north of boston where we we bought our house with our kids and we had two acres so originally we are living about 15 minutes from boston which is a big metropolitan area uh and she had one horse at the time and he was up north, closer to the border with New Hampshire, where there's more land and stuff okay. like that. So she would go. Oh, actually, he was closer. But when we thought we wanted to buy a house, we were having kids. Yeah. We couldn't afford to pay for his board and also a mortgage. So we had to drive far enough north to have our land, but also close enough that Igor could still commute to work. And when we call land, is a two and a half acre that we had yeah. at the time. So it was kind of enough. But we went from house. we went from like a two like a two-car parking spot in the city and your neighbor like you have a shared driveway to two acres so that felt like the country yeah okay so that's you know no matter where you live you have two two and a half acres that that's a pretty big deal because you can do a lot with it so hold on now um you have degrees associated with law enforcement in a way you're thinking about becoming an attorney maybe you've got a couple kids two or three me at the time not sure i can't remember Igor is a as a law enforcement professional. You stumble into entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial, you know, accidental entrepreneurs. That's what I'm going to call you. Accidental, I like that. Accidental entrepreneurs. And folks, I'm telling you, when we're done here, you've got to go to their social media posts because the stuff they're doing is absolutely amazing. It just—it sounds like it didn't take you very long to decide 
we could do this. This is even though you knew nothing about it, you said to yourselves, you could do this, right? Yeah, I well, let, let's say it this way, right? This whole I think I can do it. I it's the think I think is the key part of it, right? Because we <laughs> we just constantly learning about everything. So it's like I think for me and Casey, we we have this uh uh we're so driven that we kind of more like let's do it. Yeah. So There's we no, just like, lean into I it. think I can do it. It's more like let's do it. Let's just do it and see what's gonna happen. And then I think it's been a lot we, of this. We, so because we have no between buying our first one and buying our third, it was maybe six months. Yeah. Um, and then we thought, let's go to Texas. So we like we flew out three days later. I found a realtor here in Texas and <laughs> we hopped a flight with three kids. And we have no business background, mind you, or a family. None. No. So like our family, you know, we're all like you go into electrical, you're, you know, or you go to college. You finish college, you get a job, and then you work your 30 years, and then you collect your social. You know, when we were like, oh, we're going to fly to Texas, I think most of my family was like, (laughs) Um, and then we came here, and, you know, we we knew Austin, Texas. Igor had a friend in Austin, so we're like, that will be our start point, and every day we drove two hours a different direction just to see what we liked, and that was two years ago, so our last day here there was snow in Boston and my best friend's like, stay an extra day. But we hadn't found something that we zinged with. And so, so yeah, we were pretty bummed out on a day that we had to leave to go back home. And but they had a in Boston, there was a big snowstorm. So we we're like, let's stay a day so we don't have to deal with kids in the airport, you know, for too long and stuff like that. So or realtor said, I have one more lot for you guys to see since you guys going in this direction to go to the zoo. Um you guys want to see it. it's a little out of your budget we came down here we drove in the property and it's like the gates open and it's a big gated drive it's 700 acres of hayfield that they split up into lots and so so we... she's like here, here's your lot so we mind you she was trying to show us 20 acres right of uh plot so we we arrived here and she drove with us with one of those like little meals and our, heart, our hearts were already pounding. It was like, all right, that's it. Like, I feel it. And she stopped and she's like, this oh, ho- hold on. Let me let me see on the phone, like the, the boundaries. And at that point, we were already super happy with what this she already had. It's like, it's not tangible. And she's like, oh, this is only half. You still have like all the, all the way to that light pole there. And we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Let's go back, sell everything, put everything like, in the new hall. What do you need from us? Like, do you want one of the kids? She's like, shake on it. Go, you know, see how long your house is going to take to sell. And we'll go from there. So we went home. And again, within like three days, we, we found our friend who was a realtor there. She took pictures. We listed our house on Friday. On Sunday, we had a cash offer. And they were like, can you leave in 30 days? <laughs> so I'm like, hold it now. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't say anything about snakes yet. You, you, I know there are snakes here. <laughs> Everything bites. Yeah. <laughs> like they have fire ants. That's not a thing. Like oh, in no, Boston, they're nasty. Yeah, we have garden snakes and ants that just like are annoying. Okay. Are, okay. Like, you. okay, let's pause for a second. I just I've already decided. Somehow I'm going to come down there and meet you guys. I just think you're really cool. When when we connected, I spent some time on your social media. And first of all, this hit me right away. This might be right on the front of your website. I'm not sure. You're all about love, family, friendship, faith, and community. I love that. But it was your Instagram post that, and by the way, you're great marketers. You do... You do just the right thing for somebody to say, I want to know some more. So here we are, these accidental entrepreneurs that know nothing about RVs are probably buying RVs from people that bought them and said, I made the biggest mistake in my life. I got to get rid of this. I don't know, but that might be the case. And on Instagram, you have, this is our story. And I watched this probably five times. Bought a trailer. Did our first epoxy shower. 
I'm going to get you to tell me a little bit more about that, by the way. Um, did a renovation, bought some land in Texas, built a house, had four kids, built an RV. Taking someone's RV, making it beautiful, making it at their home. This is what we're all about. And then you have this. And we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I, I, I said, and, and every one of these little clips were, they were just well done. And it was that brutal honesty that I said to myself, these are the coolest people I think I've ever met in my life. Accidental entrepreneurs doing something they know nothing about at, and willing to say, I'm not going to learn anything, anything unless I make mistakes. And you're having a time of your life. So now continue. Yeah. Um, you're you're in Texas. You're you're RV renovators. You have rentals. You're uh, you're do-it-yourself um, consultations, and you even teach people how to drive them. The people that buy them don't know how to drive. You're doing all of this. How are you doing all this and raising kids at the same time? We just don't sleep. <laughs> we have um, the best coffee. Our friends make coffee. We drink that. And um, and we just go, 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 go. I think the biggest thing for us is that we we just decided to focus on our family and our faith. And I think putting that as priority, kind of everything else is kind of, it, it, it clicks together, but it's it's it comes secondary. So we are just trying to figure out how to raise our kids the best way possible and then run this business just to raise them properly. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's, that's the mission right there. It's kind of our business, you know, our, our business model is always like, how can we give them love? So even when you have someone who, who they have a, what they're saying to you is not translating. Like when you come across, so they're like, I want this. And you're like, you want this. And they're like, no, <laughs> trying to like navigate clients and people's opinions as long as we're trying to do it so that they're happy you know like i truly want someone when they pick up their rv to cry everything's fine you know we can get through someone who's difficult someone who takes longer someone who has like we have a spaceship rv um they wanted to be like the show from the expanse and so for that we're like how do we get this project because that's just so cool and Every time, you know, we're steam bending wood or we're doing an epoxy ceiling, we're trying to challenge ourselves as much as we make the client feel like we did this just for you, you know, and and, and I, I think I think that the, the biggest thing is that that first vacation that we took with our first trailer kind of brought us together even more. And we enjoyed so much that we wanted to get that give that experience to other people. Right. And and. I think building these RVs and, and and making them the way that they can comfortably travel with the family and and share these beautiful moment, moments and things like that for us is it's rewarding. It's it's I think that's that's one of the biggest reasons we are in this business and and we can hopefully give something that our kids can take over if they want to or or show them a different lifestyle because we have a a culture that's very programmed that you go to school, you go to college, you have a career, you work till you're dead, and you never really have fun. And now you have this whole nomad lifestyle that you can take your house and go anywhere and work. And, you know, we teach our kids that like, whatever you want to dream, do it, chase it. There is no oh, reasons it won't work. We try to show them that like, just jump, you know, and rip the cord, like, and brace for impact because that's what life is about. You know, we try to teach them the one life we have. You only have one. Don't look back, you know, and no, is not an option. Just never figure it out, figure it out how to do it. And at the end of the day, we all, that's, I think that's what we're doing. We're trying to figure this life we're out. We're winging it you know? with a smile. <laughs> exactly. so, let, so let me ask you this question. The, the units that I, I've seen, and, and there's probably more, I don't uh, before I forget, I asked you, I can't remember if it was on the phone or a text, Casey, the one that you were working on maybe a month ago, maybe you're still working on, I'm not sure. The interior is primarily blues and white, blue and white. It's just 
gorgeous. It's amazing. Is is that so? You have these incredible names: Delorium, Bessie, Louise, Thelma. That it's not one of those four, right? No, that's Libby. Libby. Okay. Here's here's my question, and and they're all different, and they're all beautiful. Do you visit with the owner, learn about them, asking what they're looking for, and or present the, some of the ideas that you have, and then kind of collaborate? What's the process that you use to produce this beautiful work? Uh, that's exactly it. So for Libby, um, I wanted to know what what's going to make your life better. Uh, so here here's an rv and then layout options so for them uh their master bedroom was in the back and there was no room for their three daughters so we suggested let's build a you know a three bunk room three bed bunk in the back and we'll create a bed lift in the front for you and that way you know you put the kids to bed you still can walk around the rv you know go out have coffee and so we wanted to that specifically. It's going to be their like long vacations. They want to travel cross country just for a month or so. So they don't need all of their stuff. Okay, how can we make it that they have enough functional comfort space? Let's make the couch deep enough that the car seats can fit there. Let's make it feel warm enough because the wife has impeccable taste. So she sent me her own mood board and I was like, oh, I like that, you know? Mood um, board? Yeah, so like her ideas of elements mixed together she okay. was like i really like these things and so, so essentially is the concept that we are trying to go for it uh we we get a feel for it in terms of like color palettes and things like that style if you want something more modern or something more rustic or farmhouse and then we kind of collaborate with that until we all right this is this this is good everyone agree on the mood board which is essentially the concept and then we kind of go from there and we try to customize as much as possible. And we try to have some surprises. So like their shower was a surprise. And surprises, you know, I try to think they have such good, like tasteful stuff, but I wanted pops of blue. But then I'm also like, I'm like sweating. I was like, what if she doesn't like it? What if I misread how she feels, you know? And I've done a shower for a client before and we did it and it was a beautiful shower. And I was like, she's not going to like it. She's not going to like it. So I literally scrubbed the entire shower off and did it again. And Igor is like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, it's beautiful. It's not her. And so we took it and we went with more subtle, like marble lines in it. And she loves it. It was, but beautiful. Also, it, it was beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> thank you. We also, we also uh, try to maintain some for better of lack of word, design control, because like at the end of the day, we try to to come up with what's in their brain, you know, but there's some constrictions of like space, for example. We can't that the the square footage you're working with the RV, that's kind of what you, we can move walls, we can move bathrooms, we can kind of do that, but I can't add square footage to it unless we're doing like a deck on the back or Igor keeps uh, thinking he's gonna cut the back of our motorhome off and do a deck. It, it's happening I mean, so this this is what we deal with or like when someone says oh i think i'd like this he so really, i just i just roll with we it always I was say like, challenge accepted and so when libby when they wanted the bed lift there is a company that makes a bed lift so we're like no problem we'll do it well the company they won't sell it aftermarket it only comes like like in the newer rv so igor says okay i can do this this is physics um, and so he created like a toe wench with brackets and made a bed lift. And I'm like, impressive, you man, know, oh man, <laughs> there, there is absolutely no fear in, in your approach to this. It, it is all about faith, creativity. Um, and I know I can do this and that's, that's how you're operating, isn't it? Yeah, because, I mean, the worst thing that happens is it's awful and you fail, but you did it and you learn and you do something else. But then you can else. fix it from there, you know what I mean? Like, if, if something doesn't go right, you can always fix it. I never want to live where I'm like, we shouldn't do it because it might not work out. Like, what if it does? 
you know, and, and we listen to motivational speakers and, you know, then we send it to each other, but I would rather try and like fall flat on my face than like not bother trying. Like why be stuck? Like Igor can still be a cop. It provided for us. We could live comfortably or we can like push the envelope, push the envelope, maybe have less groceries, maybe sweat a little bit about how we're going to pay our bills. But we're figuring it out that next month, hopefully we have more money to, you know, do more. The learning curve is steep. It's but... around the bottom. <laughs> you know, well, one of the things I love about what I'm already learning about you and your approach to life, and I'm sure a lot of it is because of your your faith and just what you believe, there is, in my opinion, no pain greater than the pain of regret when you right. reach a point in life where you look back and say, I should have at least tried that. There, that. That is the worst pain to live with because eventually you reach a point where there's nothing you can do about it. And having not, having not tried is one of those regrets that people, they'll reach a point and say, oh my gosh. And so let me ask you this question. <laughs> Where do you get the names? So with the first one, right? The first one we named her DeLorean. And DeLorean came kind of from the Back to the Future. Back to the Future. And the whole idea behind that was that, you know, it the movie talks about the future, the present, the past, and how do you create memories then? How do you, you know, create new uh, futures, adventures, and things like that. So uh, that the whole thing kind of caught up, and it was like, all right, we should probably name all of our V's. And then we kind of had some followers, and we took a poll for the, the the two of them, which then became Telman Louise because we had both of them at the same time. And I was like, you know what, this is pretty interesting because it it, it gives some closure. It gives more more connection connection to, to you know people who follow us. We try you know make sure like we respect anyone who like follows us wants to be part of our story who asks us a question. So anytime we do a poll, you know whatever wins, we do it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't shave my head, but I'm not going to ask that on a poll. <laughs> but you know, we said what sh- what should we name them? And Thelma and Louise, those were like the best voted for Bessie. We came up with ideas that, you know, we thought were good because she was a big Bessie. She was a big girl. And um, and so someone came up with Bessie and that was like, that's it. Um, and with Libby, we uh, asked the owner, you know, do you have any ideas of names you'd want? And then we took a poll. And so they gave us a few ideas if they ever had another daughter. These are the names that they wanted. And so then we took a poll on that. Um, and that's kind of guide us aside from Gary, Gary, the RV, he came with his own name and their son named him. Mm. And Gary was our only male name. Oh, so just to be specific. So when she's talking about clients and the ones we named it, uh, essentially we also purchased uh, some RVs. We'll remodel. When we started, we yeah. bought them, so- renovated. So no, it's still a model. We just right now, we're so caught up with clients that we haven't had time right now to do a flip or like to renovate our own but we'll we'll buy one and then just renovate like from just me and her idea no no input of anyone else and here this is the product and we'll we'll sell it or we'll do the client version which is they'll bring it their own rv to us and we'll we'll talk to them see what they want to do on the rv and then kind of go from there um you know as as i'm thinking about the uh, how your life was orchestrated and not necessarily by you you're so you're in texas massive state a, a state that i I'm, I'm going to assume there are a lot of rvs in texas and there are a lot of people from other parts of the country that go to texas in rvs or at least use texas to get from point a to point b because it's big enough to do that you you're probably in almost the perfect location to be attracting new clients. Am am I kind of close when I say that? You are, but believe it or not, our clients been... We've only had one that's Out of country. (laughs) Yeah, out of country is true. We have two RVs right now going to Dubai this summer. We had... Dubai? 
Do you yeah. Dubai? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says it so nonchalantly. We had uh or less clients from from Canada. Um and yeah, so it's it's been it's been, it, it, we have yes. one the spaceship one um they're from New York City and they'll uh give up that lifestyle when the spaceship is done and they'll come live in that and take it cross country. <laughs> so in a lot of that that's so much pressure because they're leaving a lifestyle that they knew for a dream. And so I want to make sure that their dream is like all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> no. So tell me about your, your social media posting at activities. Because you, you're, you're pretty active and you're great, great marketers. Did 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 that come um, during the, the the move? Did it happen after the first? How did you decide to incorporate all your social media? Social media number one and number two. As busy as you are, it must take a fair amount of time to stay as active and relevant as as you guys are. We try. So we so So we had no social we, media presence we, at none. all before the RV life. We, none. Zero. We tried to actually never have a social media footprint. Um, because of the choice of law enforcement, you don't want to be Googleable. Nothing. Yeah. I don't want my name anywhere. So that's all I've ever known. I've never had the Facebook or Instagram. And so then going into RVs and thinking we want to make a business, well, things have changed and so much of your business is driven by social media. And, um, and so I think it come that for your first question that came, the drive came from that. Uh, we, we, and we didn't want it to just serve the, the, the uh, surrounding community. We wanted to be kind of like known nationwide. So I think a lot of it, it's like, we are trying to reach more and the social media was essentially it the helps, vehicle for that. It's such a good, yeah, a good yeah. vehicle for it. So I watched some like YouTube videos on what to do and it's been about. But for your second question, essentially, I think the reason she, because she honestly, she's the best. Of these things. No idea what I put. No, it's that she just stayed true to herself. I mean, this is, this is who you get. Like, this is us. You know what I mean? Uh, you can meet us in person or through our social media. There's no persona. There's no facade. It's just, it's, this is we, what you get. I mean, and, posting's hard. So I try to do three times a day. Um, it's only been like three weeks that I've been doing that. It's always been once a day. Um, but the more you post, essentially, the algorithm will pick it up and try and help you. And um, and we would love later on to get monetized, you know, and and that helps supplement your income. But when we post, you know, we're just sharing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't try to overcomplicate it. Um, I don't brush my hair for it. Uh, you, you know, it's, I don't brush my hair or anything. Like, oh, nothing. I don't either. Exactly. <laughs> See, um, but we, nothing wrong for who, whoever does. It. Yeah, that's fine. You no. Know, <laughs> so my best friend is she's glammed up, and that's her, and I love her for that. But she's glammed up. Like when she gives birth, she takes one second and she puts her makeup back on. And so you'll always see her that way. And that is her greatest gift for us. We just share, you know, we try to only share how we can help. So, you know, we might make a video and we'll get like maybe 400 views on it, but we'll get 50 questions on how did we do that? And for us that, you know, feeds us like it, it feeds our soul, you know, someone had a crack in their RV. So I put out a question to like the other renovators. I'm like, have you guys seen this? How can we help this person? And so our social media, it's relevant. I think it's, yeah, I think it's kind of directed to how can we help? I think you know, so this is what we're doing. This you know, is I, I love how, you, I'm sorry to interrupt. I love how you do that, by the way. Um, yeah, and again, all of this will be on mikeseminary.com, but you're on uh, Instagram, Pinterest, um YouTube channel, you have your own website. Am I am I am missing one, aren't TikTok. I? TikTok. Oh, you're Facebook. on TikTok. On Facebook. You gotta get TikTok. That's what people use now. I just TikTokers are mean. <laughs> and it's all is it all Tomas coast to coast? Okay. I was so back to what I was gonna say. I, I love how how 
you freely give information that a lot of people would charge for. I, I, you know, I'm not going to help you with that because that's what I do for a living. And a lot of the information that you're willing to share to be helpful, it, it's something you could charge for, right? But you don't. Right. You, even though you, you do renovations, you do rentals, you help people, you train them to drive, you do consultations, you do it yourself consultations. You also freely give information because you want to help. And that is so cool. One of the things for us, you know, we had someone who said, well, you're competition. Um, And we don't ever see it like that. Like one, there are so many people who have RVs that there's never going to be enough renovators to keep up with the market. But two, no one is ever going to create what we have, you know, and we could have the same color palette. It's always going to be different. And like, I love that, you know, and and I super stalk some of the other renovators because their ideas are amazing. And when I we try to implement it, it's not what they did, you know, but that's, we have a good group of friends that we have followed from the beginning and, and I think they like us. So, I mean, <laughs> but like, if I ask them like, you know, how did you stick that wallpaper? Because our peeled, uh, they've been great in saying, you know, they use this type of glue, you know? So. And I think it's, it's about that. It's about being able to help each other. And, and I mean, you know, if we wanted to give people the power of like, go try, go, go be, you know, courageous and just try, you, you can do it. And if you don't, if you can't, you know, bring it to us, we'll fix it. <laughs> I just thought of something, Casey, the way we came to know each other and how this is reality today, it was shortly after Jessica Rambo's podcast you pinged me somehow saying something about um, the podcast. And I think I reached back. I said, hey, I'd love to have you on. Is that kind of how we came to know each other? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, he must not know who we are because <laughs> we're not as cool as Rambo. Uh, well, she's pretty unique, but you guys she's are really so unique cool. too. I mean, oh my gosh. So We met, we met, we her. met her on a reality TV show. Yeah. Oh, really? That we did. What was it? What what show? The show is called Gutted, um, and that will be on Prime. Gutted on Prime. Yeah. Well, he can know. It's has it's, it been on already? No, it's not aired yet. Gutted. Oh, so you want to promote that? Okay. So yeah. so yeah. you can go to Square uh, Blank Space. Blank Space. Okay. And they Say have Blank Space. So the TV show season one, it's on Blank Space. It's an app. And that that's season one. So people can watch season one. Season two is going to air sometime in like uh, spring, summer. And the whole premises of the show, essentially, it's uh, three teams. They have five days to renovate a bus, a van, or an RV. It's a competition. It's a competition. So you will put in a team and they'll give you the supplies and the tools you need for it. And in five days, you got to fully Bill. renovate and this this uh this rig and it's it's pretty fun it's pretty cool is that it oh you can't see because <laughs> blank space is that minimal home screen launcher no i i'll show you i think it'd be easy if you if you look for the name of the show it's got it g-u-t-t-e-d okay i'll find it but you said blank space yeah yeah okay I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to, oh gosh, I'm having so much fun. I, a question I should have asked earlier. The, I mean, I, and I would be a perfect example. Deb and I have on more than one occasion talked about, should we rent an RV? Should we buy one? And what, what you know, like a motorhome RV, not a, not a fifth wheel or something. That's not my deal. <laughs> Even though I used to work construction, I know how to do it. I, I would rather be driving, right? Driving. So in the beginning, most people have no idea. The, the right. Driving a car and driving an RV, totally different thing. How many requests do you get for driving instructions? So we... Surprisingly, a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, and so now we've learned that there are places that they'll teach you. Like there's like a true like... Like when you go to get your motorcycle license, there's a three-day course. They have RV courses okay. in each state. And so um, we suggest people go that route. 
just as far as like liability and I just am a better driver than like some people. I don't. Like um, she she's the driver. I don't like. He driving. never drives. I just don't like driving. It's not my thing. Um, and so I just and it's hard. It's funny because I drove overseas for uh, during my deployment. I was the he uses that as an excuse. Most of my my missions, I was driving, and I was like, you know what, you can take it over now. <laughs> You know, when you teach your kids how to drive, how stressful that is. And like this alter ego comes out and you're like, the break. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> that would be my fear is like, we're giving someone this beautiful luxury gift and like, God forbid something happened while I'm teaching them. I'm like, you know what? We're going to suggest there are courses in every state, especially because some people are flying down to us. Sure. Um, and that way, this person has practice. They know how to teach well. Uh, so with the expansion of the business, we might consider having own little course. course. Like an actual, like you can practice the course. Yeah. So, so you just so you can park and you can kind of feel. Like- and it's different depending on what they buy. So if it's like a travel trailer, you're teaching them how to back off a ball hitch um, versus a motorhome. It's like there's so, it's so much bigger and teaching someone when you're turning your butt pops to the side so like we've watched someone um well, you a, have the fifth wheel which is doesn't respond to anything no it's so different but people <laughs> well, when I you think, i think gas. your approach is really wise but here's a question that just occurred to me you know in the united states for uh you know a couple of generations at least since the early 50s, I mean, let's just say post-World War II, getting a driver's license is a big deal. All of a sudden, there's freedom in your life when you're a kid and you can get in a car and go somewhere. Is, I bet it's not. Is it the same in Brazil? You know what I mean? Uh, no, in Brazil, it's... Uh, there's no rules. He grew up in the jungle. No, no, no. <laughs> This is what I keep telling people, but it's uh, it's actually harder to get a license in Brazil. Um, you have to be 18. It's uh, over here, 16. And the the course is pretty, uh, it's like it's Rigorous. like a CDL here. You have to know a little bit of mechanic. You have to, uh, and, and I think 95% of the cars down there, it's standard. Oh. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's, and they drive fast. They drive and they fast. weave through traffic. The motorcycles weave motorcycles through traffic. Motorcycles do not follow so, any rules. So yeah, it's 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 tough down there too. Well, I've been in uh, enough uh, places of the United States where you get in a cab, and it's <laughs> a different experience than it's getting in a cab here. You're and white it's a totally it. different experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Igor's mother is uh, like 5'2", and she always has these pump heels on. And the first time we went to Brazil, we get in her little like hatchback car, and she's like shifting, and we're flooring it down the highway in her little pumps. And like motorcycles are flying around us, and I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh, my gosh. And she's, she's just sitting talking. in the back seat like a button. I was like, I'm going to pump up everywhere. <laughs> and they're just kibitzing back and forth. I was like, we almost killed that motorcyclist, you know. <laughs> wild yeah i I want to go back to a question i I asked and and you said it was the coffee but there there there's got to be more than coffee to the balance of so so first of all your husband and wife your lovers your you have this relationship that predates tomas coast to coast the accidental entrepreneurs you have four kids. Do you live in the barn demonium, by the way? Is that you, is that what you're in right now? That's what we're in right now. So it's uh, if you have a traditional barn, instead of stalls on one side, we built a tiny house. In the middle aisle, our RV pulls into. And on the other side where there would be stalls, that's a shop. Did you build it? Uh, we yeah, collaborated yeah. with it. So we yeah. sketched it out on the kitchen table. And we had a builder do the outside. And we finished the inside. So you have this incredibly busy life. Your uh, your husband and wife, your parents of four kids, accidental entrepreneurs, constantly learning to elevate what you're able to provide to prospective customers. You're always marketing to find new work, and you're really, really busy. And then you have a life other than that. You have 
you know, you, all of that. How do you do all that? Um, we try. So we, we lean on each other a lot. Yeah. And I think we learn on, on, on the beginning of any relationship, you're kind of like, you know, learning how to trust each other, how to lean on each other, how to, you know, and I think for us is that we complement each other. It's not like she's like me. So the things I lack, she she thrives and, and vice versa. And I think we found the strength on that, right? Mm-hmm. And so for, I, I, I think we kind of, we are constantly checking each other out, but in a in a good ways. Like, okay, w- w- we need to stop doing this. And and I think one of the words that we always use is that we like we we learn how to be. It's not you doing this; it's we taking responsibility for what's happening around us, you know, even in a relationship. So it's not like, oh, why didn't why did you do that? So it's more like let's bring a solution to this problem. And how can we fix this? And, and we think- try to like our whole our day is we, you know we get up at five thirty together, we work out together, and then the kids are up at six, get them breakfast, get them dressed, get them out the door for seven. We drop the two oldest off at preschool, um, and then come home. Okay, let's do business together. He starts working in the shop at nine, get the kids. But it's you know we have a high drive, obviously, but then you know, Igor came in a minute ago and I was laying on the floor with the kids coloring. They're one in three. And so we tried to remember those moments. We can pause working and and go, go, go to be present in that moment. In that five, 10, 30 minutes, we're not going to accomplish enough that would mean sacrificing that time. So, Mm. and we're working on that, you know, especially with a new business, you work so much more than you would at a nine to five job because we work till 10, you know, but also, like, if my seven-year-old says, hey, mom, can you just sit with me? Absolutely. Throw everything down and be with him. And I'm going to say, too, that we make this a family affair. If Sometimes we kind of torture kids, putting them through, like, long trips in the car to go see an RV and stuff. But we always together. We mm-hmm. always, uh, uh, you know. We all go to one kid's practice. And that's just something that we want to make important, that they always support each other. Um, and you know, when we have, we're we're working, we want a Sabbath day that we are, our phones are turned off on the weekend. There's no TV. And, you know, a break for us is just not talking about work, just being with the mutants um, and being present with them, you know, reading together or being outside, you know, doing a walk because we need that day to recharge. How do you squeeze horses in? Um, so this one's obsessed. And so getting to ride now, it's coming summertime. Yeah. I tell you. Together. Yeah. Yeah. So if you say we're going to feed the horses, you want to go outside? <gasps> she loves them, um, has no fear. Which is a problem. Sometimes. Which is a terrible problem. Yeah. She thinks it's so funny. <laughs> so we got to get her a pony. But I think, I, yeah, I think that's kind of like, Keeping keeping a, a family unit for most of the activities we do kind of help, and then kind of leaning heavily on each other, and and kind of trust that you know our faith and and God's gonna guide us to like what He wants us to do. So I'm gonna ask you a magic wand question. If you had a magic wand, you could wave over the heads of any couples that are contemplating going into business together or they're already in business together and maybe struggling with that decision. What's the one thing you'd really want them to know about being in business together as a couple? So we have, she's always the boss. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding no so we had um a couple pieces of advice but one of them is to make time to be a couple and not to be business partners um and don't let your kid eat rocks uh and the other thing one of our friends uh they're in business together and they also live the RV lifestyle they said you know if you have a lot of like business things to talk about text each other so when you have like a verbal conversation you're not talking about business hmm. and 
he sets a reminder on his phone to like remember to spank his wife's butt and just say, you know, you look so good. Um, and to remember to flirt with each other because you can get so stressed and we can, you know, argue about what color I think we should paint it or or how we're paying the bills that you you lose. Gosh, why you fell in love with your partner. She's not having that at all. Well, we're, uh, we're kind of wrapping it up here. I, I want to first thank you so much because you guys are really, really busy. Tato, it's really nice to meet you, too. Thank you so much for taking time from your incredibly busy schedule. Thank you for doing what you're doing. It, I find it really inspirational. I, I, I probably spend way too much time in that rat hole of Tomas Coast to Coast, whether, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram. I'm constantly liking your stuff. You probably have noticed that. I just love what you're doing. And I've, I, oh, I, I got to go back to one question. I, I brought it up and never went back to it. How did you decide this epoxy thing was going to be part of your your creations? So I, I watch a video on YouTube on Stone Cold, um, how to, uh, in the installing a foam board as a, Shower wall. That's a shower wall. They they created this this uh pour we call a pour right that looks like a marble slab, and I I thought to myself that's pretty interesting because it's super lightweight and it's waterproof. So I think I could implement that on a RV shower because it's light and it's and it's gonna bring uniqueness because you know no one else is gonna have that type of shower. So we did our first one. I watched a bunch of videos. We dismantled our nursery to be able to pour the foam panels on our floor. Yeah, it was pretty interesting because we had no idea what we were doing. And the result, it came out so pretty. And even though like epoxy, you don't have much control of the final product. It's whatever the epoxy kind of, it's, it's, like it's a chemical reaction. So it's like the colors will play against each other and things like that. So, and it came out so pretty that, you know, we're like, I think we're into something and we start doing and doing. Now it's kind of like our signature. We always do like a epoxy shower wall. We just built an MDF sink and then we'll make an epoxy sink. But here's like, why Here's why I got sucked into it. And it's just beautiful, by the way. About a year ago right now, Deb and I are in Florida. I'm watching the news. And in the part of Florida where we're at, Bonita Springs, there's an art show over in Naples. And they interviewed one of the artists. His name is Rick Lowe, L-O-W-E, Rick Lowe Art. And they interviewed him, and they start out the interview with, how did you come up with that? this epoxy thing that he's doing. That's probably not the right term, by the way. And he said, well, unfortunately, we don't have that much time on TV. And I said, well, we have that much time on a podcast. I reached out to him. He was my guest. And he does this incredible work that looks so much like your work. And um, we were just in Florida not too long ago, another art show in Naples. There he is. I finally got to meet him. And your work is really similar, by the way. That I was so drawn to. It, I said, "That's really similar to Rick Lowe's art. It's beautiful that's stuff, awesome. by the way." It's she she actually recently went to uh, a class that they offer here in in Texas called IK Three Studio uh, Designs, and just to improve more techniques because we do the the shower and the epoxies are signature in the RVs, I think. Uh, but we are constantly trying to improve. So she went to these people that they, they do, all it they do residential. Is it's countertops and bathrooms. Yeah. So she learned a bunch of different techniques. And now we are just like, how can we apply all like, of we this? Can do this? We can do that. Oh my God. So now we are trying to do a, a, a oh. piece for the ceiling and the shower wall, the, shower walls, the kitchen table, the sink, a floor, a floor. So I think I've had so much fun today with with the three of you, by the way, <laughs> uh, uh, Casey and Igor Tomaz, T-O-M-A-Z. You just Google that, whether you go to their website or their TikTok or Instagram, you're going to find really neat people doing incredible work. Uh, oh, and by the way, there's also a connection. 
they bought the horses. Casey came up to North Dakota. I can't remember exactly what, a year or two ago, and bought horses from a horse legend up here, Frank Coons, out in the Dickinson Medora area. We have we have great horse culture up here, and now I know apparently there's horse culture big time up in the New England states too. Thank you so much for joining me. I've had such a pleasure visiting with both of you. Um, I think we're going to have to get you back on, and I'm just going to have to come down and meet you sometime too because you're you're pretty neat folks. What's well, the last I, thing you want people to I know just, about you? Yes, I'm just going to add one thing because this it's one of the questions that we get a lot. Uh, a lot of people ask, do you need certification to work in RVs and things like that? The work we do, it's aesthetic work. So we're not touching the frame of the RV, anything that would uh, uh, interfere with the uh, integrity of w- which will be accepted by DOT. So most of the stuff we're doing, it's painting, installing like a new tabletop or new flooring, stuff like that. So for that type of work, no, you don't. If you're welding anything to the frame and stuff like that, you need a specific certification for all, which we don't do that. Awesome. Something that a lot of people ask is like, you guys are doing this, but you're not certified. It's like, you don't need to be certified to decorate inside your RV. So. Casey, Igor, thank you so much for joining me. You're really special. I wish you the best of success. You are, you're getting it done. I love you. God bless you. you. Have a great day. Thank you.